Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, the podcast about great ideas you'll never do that someone else can do instead. I'm John, and this is still all my fault. I'm Besha, and this continues to be my fault as well. <laughs> so it's just it's <laughs> we're recording, which is we are. a big deal. It is a huge big deal, given that we have been thwarted by uh, in, in our aims uh, to record by no less than, I think, four different separate causes, including, but not limited to... Armed um, insurrection. Migraines. Armed insurrection. Uh, Someone driving a car into my house. That's Te- the one I Te- want some details on. Technically, that was more of a follow-up, but, uh, you know, it was the next night, but... Indeed. But it... It is wonderfully clarifying to have someone drive a car into your house. I like um, wh- how wh- just we, so many. The house had already gone to bed. It was like eight forty-five on a Wednesday. Uh huh. Um, because old, and there was this enormous boom, and there was an, another more enormous boom. And I was trying to one trying to figure out why I still had power if a transformer had blown because that was the only possible oh. answer. Mm. Um, and then my housemate came out and said, "A car hit a, the house," and I said, "Oh, get a plate." And that was when I realized it was my house that they had hit, <laughs> and that they were rapidly driving away in what we later determined to be a Nissan Versa based on some of the parts that were left in the yard. Incredible. Unfortunately, they did not leave the license plate, and they didn't leave anything with a VIN on it. Oh. So, someone out there in a Nissan Versa with an uncontrolled meth problem is just doing whatever the hell they want to do. Uh, I'm just glad nobody was injured, but what a fucking... It was miraculous, and I actually uh, contacted the people I bought from my house from and thanked them for getting the fence built properly, because the... Mm fence took most of the impact. We're talking about like mm. 16 feet of fur and like four by four posts that were sunk two feet into the ground that they dragged mm. across the yard before hitting the mm. house. But like seriously only dented the siding nice. and some trees and the fence nice. again, obviously. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I have to tell you that I feel like I, I can supply some supplemental information uh, just in the sense that I I think that I know what the sound of a transformer exploding mm-hmm. is. And it, I don't. It's not actually a boom. It's at least the one that I that I that I personally witnessed, because <laughs> we also have had some shit go down. Where it, um, what, what it looks, it 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 it, uh, it sounds exactly like like something that would happen in the movies, where it's like you see a blinding white light for much longer than you think, and a sound that's sort of like, <laughs> and then your house goes dark you know i have definitely heard them before and we also had a big ice storm in portland a couple of weeks ago and so there was all kinds of fuckery going on yeah it was it was the only thing i could think of that would make a noise like that also because um and this contributes to my certainty that this was a tweaker there was no squeal of tires 
<laughs> At no point was there an out-of-control car noise. There was just a car driving into the house. So I think if I had heard tires screech, I would have said, holy shit, that's a car hitting something. But there was none of that. Right. Yeah, no, they clearly... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, this is the turn, probably. And so now I am that oh. lady who emails the city and is like, you need to put a stoplight in here. <laughs> Which they do. Let's be real. Clearly. <sighs> Clearly. Well. So that is hopefully over. Gotten my yes. payout from insurance. I've gotten, you know, I, shit, i got to call the siding contractor. But, you know, knocking on wood as I say it, because it's always possible it will happen again. But, yeah. Well, you know, hopefully you can get you can get a, a, an equally good, if not better, fence. Yeah. And plants. <laughs> yes. Most importantly, let's be honest. Hell yes. Hell yes. Here's, here's something, here's a question, a new question that I have for you, which is that I no longer remember whether we introduce the concept of the podcast first or introduce our guest first. I think we do the guest first because sometimes we bring them in directly because it is so, you know, crucial. That's true. Then we should bring our guest in right away. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Hello, Will guest. is here. Hello. Will, who are you and what's your deal? <laughs> oh my god. He's <laughs> getting into the deep stuff already. <laughs> I'm Will. I am a programmer and an inveterate inventor of useless things. Yes. And I love talking. And yes. I also love coming up with stupid shit. Uh, the stupider, the better. Uh, I, I think that's an accurate description. We also seem to have a shared love of science fiction, which I did not anticipate, which is entirely in character. <laughs> Yes, I should note that we we are recording this on the day the second Texcalon book by Arcady Martin uh, came out. So yes. it's an act of pure willpower that I am here and not um, sitting it. in front of my Kindle. So yeah. um, uh, that's the architect yeah. of memory person. Yes, possible. Yeah, the um, the the Texcalon books are the are the only um, the only thing I've read by her. But I clearly should check out more because uh, she's a fantastic writer. Do, 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 do. Where were we? Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it was right. the concept of the podcast next. Ah, yes, truth. All right, I got this. Here we go. For the past dozen years, I've been writing down every idea I've ever had without editing and thrown them all into a big pile. Usually what we do on this show is let a guest dig through the pile and see if there's anything good or just plain crazy that we can talk about so you, the listener, can steal it. But this time... Our guest, that being Will, also has an idea file of his own that we've gotten to look through. So we're going to trade ideas, and you can pick through the bounty of two brains instead of just my one. As always, if you hear an idea you like and you want to run with it, do it. I just want credit. I would like pictures. <laughs> well, wh- whose ideas should we start with? Because like, we'll, we'll alternate, right? Like, one of us will go first, the other one will go, and we'll interleave about six into this episode and possibly six into another one. But who who should go first? I would like to go first, please. <laughs> Wait, does that mean we do one of your ideas first? Is that no, mean- no, 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 no. It means I, I pull out one of your ideas. <laughs> And it's interesting uh, because I think I actually had a slightly... Like, you gave me a list, and I think I actually read something into the list, something that wasn't uh, something that you anticipated, and so I'm no longer sure whose idea it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so the, the first one is the drunk cam. 
which, you know, like, literally that was the description, was there's a drunk cam. And <laughs> the way I interpreted this was a sort of a, uh, a sort of uh, pedestrian driver situation where you get oh. really drunk and you put on this helmet that has, like, a helpful sober person in your ear and a camera <laughs> and a connection to the internet, and this person attempts to get you the fuck home by whatever <laughs> means necessary. Holy shit! Oh, that's much better than whatever my idea clearly was, because there's nothing in the notes field, I'm, I, I take it, right? No. <laughs> when it's but I was just kind of like, John. this makes sense. <laughs> You'd be like, no, that's an alley. Don't go there. No, no wait. No. Mm, uh. That's not a taxi. Get out of that man's car, please. That's, oh, that's very good. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, and it's, it's, it's the perfect implementation for, right? Did, do we, uh, it's been long enough since Google Glass happened that I no longer remember. Did it have an audio, like, did it ha- come with a, like a, uh, a thing that would allow it to project audio into your skull? It did, but mostly what it did was tell you that, you know, like, Argentina was in the South America continent. <laughs> like, you know, you say, hey, Google, and it would tell you, like, your egg will be ready in five minutes. <laughs> Whereas that's, you know, like, really what you want is somebody giving you good life advice, which you so desperately need. I'm definitely not going to look to Google for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This uh, what I'm envisioning is is then then an app that you would load into a Google Glass like oh, yeah. device, um, where yeah, because right because it's got a camera and then they can see and they can talk to you and um, ooh, I uh, I like it I like. <laughs> the, is there is there also a, a reverse version of this where you you take guidance from a you know, like you being a sober person take guidance from an extremely drunk person? Oh God, that sounds that sounds tedious. That's true. I can't. I mean, I, as soon as I said it, as soon as, as soon as the idea left my lips, I was like, "That's probably not." <laughs> hey, man, if you, I, I'm, I'm in the puke. Stop. I mean, the only don't move so fast. Yeah, no, that sounds awful. Agreed. The only way I can see that working is if it was something like Twitch plays where you basically have 200 people in the chat room and they oh, get God. to vote on what action you should perform. <gasps> no! <laughs> because that would perfectly work out. <laughs> no! I, uh, you know, I mean, let's, we'll just, all, all of these ideas will race to market and we'll just see which one, which one makes it first. Am I just uh, like... Listeners, you... Sorry, am I just too old that the idea of interacting with drunk people, let alone telling, having them tell me what to do, is exhausting? No. No, I don't think you're too old at all. Man. No. I mean, they were saying that, like, San Francisco is going back into the red zone, which means you have indoor dining and you can actually talk to people. And I was like, no, I, I don't <laughs> want this. Oh, no. I never want to talk to people, especially those who are intoxicated. Oh. I, I, weirdly, I feel like this dovetails nicely into Will's first idea that I want to discuss, which which is touch slash moisture sensitive masks. My God, what, <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, what? Okay. <laughs> was there anything Will, more about this? 
Uh, all it says is touch and moisture-sensitive face masks that show spit and fingers on them. Yes. Um, I ah. think that was because I was actually... This was this was early on in the, the pandemic when I was worried about formites and things like that. But especially just the, fear, the sheer nature that, like... You know how people touch their face all the time? And mm-hmm. they, they then, you know, proceed to, like, spread their bodily fluids over every available surface? Yes. Wouldn't it be nice if we had something that actually could show that and shown if you had actually, like, you know, somebody had actually rubbed spit all over your mask or something? Because we already have things which are temperature sensitive, so why not just have uh, something which actually is sensitive to, you know, did somebody cough? Did somebody sneeze? Are there airborne particles that have impacted you recently? And, uh, you know, ultimately, like, this would be. You know, you'd have to have some way to get it to fade or something like that. But if there's moisture in the air and it's hitting you <laughs> and, like, you're taking a lot of impact, then you'd like to know if you were uh, in the presence of an enthusiastic talker, for example. Exactly. Exactly. I, I feel like this is this is just – it's good just, just for showing you who who's just a little messy, right? However yeah. – uh, um, an edge case has just now occurred to me, which is, I'm sure you have all had this experience by now. You're out somewhere, you've got your mask on because you're a fucking smart person, but then you sneeze yeah. into your mask, and it's the worst? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would, would, would you think that the, would the mask show that moisture if it was coming from, like, Inside. I mean, I would hope not, but then, you know, up to a certain point, I'm not sure it really matters because the mask is there to protect other people from you as well as you from them. Ah, uh, true. In a way, that's actually more important because you can't actually see your mask while you're wearing it. Mm. So if you've sneezed through your mask and if you basically are just like, if you are excreting particles, then everybody <laughs> around you deserves to know that. Fair. I'm sorry, this is so gross. <laughs> I should just call it the moistness or something to just really seal it in. We can move on. <laughs> Will, what's what's the second idea you found? Oh god, we're going... This is going downhill so fast. Um, <laughs> the OK Cupid business cards. <gasps> and okay. again, like when I saw this, it didn't really have a uh, description attached to it. And again, I think I actually came up with a different line of reasoning than you did. Um, I can't wait. So the idea was that when you look at an OkCupid business card, you hand somebody something which is a phone number and an email address and a link to your profile. But all of that is tied to that particular date. So if somebody is phoning you, they've got that number, but that doesn't connect to your real phone number uh, it, it, you know, like it, it's a, it goes through a proxy and the same with the email and they don't have your real name on it. So if you're interested in dating somebody or if you're somebody that you think, you know, would like to check out your profile, you hand them this card and say, I, you know, I'd be interested in going out on a date with you and they can check out the card or, you know, you can basically hang out and uh, hand the card to them. And when you are ready, you can actually hand out more personal information. But, you know, there isn't really there isn't really kind of like a, uh, you know how you go out on an OkCupid date with somebody and then it's like, it's fine. And then the second one, it, it's not so fine. 
Like, there needs to be something where you can just, like, here is a way for you to contact me. But it is a single-use capability that you can shut off at any time. <laughs> I love hmm. this. Hmm. I could have used this. Yes, this, I mean, it's 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 a more nuanced version of the thing. that I, Like, my implementation of it was certainly, I mean, I don't think it had any other information other than your OkCupid profile name, basically, that you would just, like, hand to somebody. Because the, the use case I had in mind was sort of like, I'm out in public, I see somebody I think I would like to ask out, but I don't have enough time to communicate to them all of the things that make me interesting. So I instead just sort of, like, say, excuse me, here you go, thank you, and, and leave. And then, you know, if they want to, they can check check out that profile right but your your case yeah ooh, uh, hmm. that's a good one and if you're not interested then when you turn it off it gives them a phone number saying it's not you it's me you know i had a lovely time <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i uh yeah god i don't dating in the it, like who knows if this all is isn't even necessary anymore given given you know the 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 app's I uh, exited the dating pool right before the apps took off, so I don't even know if, if this would be a valid concept anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think that human beings will ever stop fucking up dating. <laughs> God, no. Death and taxes and being really bad at dating. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I, I don't think the internet has improved things. It's just made no. it faster. Hmm. Fair. No, that's true. I, you know what? In a way, this actually, again, once again, this this aligns perfectly with another will idea that I would love to dive into, and that is the dating CSA. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What? Do, do Do you remember this one? No, I, mean, I do. It's just you know, like it, it's so much more embarrassing now than it was when they came up with it. I, I think it's. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to talk through it. Great. <laughs> Please explain the dating CSA for our listening audience. Okay, well, I mean, this kind of goes into the idea that, you know, dating is hell and that there is no uh-huh. physical way that human beings will avoid fucking it up because it's basically a series of interviews on asking whether you'd like to share bodily fluids with somebody. Uh, how is that not awkward? And... <laughs> So the, the idea behind a dating CSA is to get past the idea that you're actually going to enjoy it and it's going to be fun and that you can actually have your pick of all of the top quality members of the operative or same sex or indeterminate sex as the case may be uh, and you just get to it. That is, in a CSA, you don't get a choice about your vegetables. The vegetables show up. You get to eat the vegetables or not eat the vegetables, but they're going to be there regardless, and if you don't like them, you can throw it out. Dating should be the same way. Like, you just get to it. You go out on a date, you have a miserable time, you keep in practice, you cook something, you keep it in the fridge for a week, and then you throw it out. You let it rot in the crisper drawer. Indefinitely. Exactly. But, like, every week there's a fresh supply and you just keep plugging away at it because you know it's good for you in the long term. Christ, that sounds miserable. <laughs> sounds like the before times. I, I, I didn't say it was a good idea and it's not embarrassing because I, it's, it, you know, like, it, it's kind of, again, it's like interviewing. It's like you don't get, you don't actually... This is one thing I learned about getting a job is like the reason that I got much better at interviews was not because 
I was interviewing better companies or top quality companies, it was because I had a much better understanding that it interviews, interviews suck. Well, like companies <laughs> can suck and mm-hmm. you can suck for the company. But if everybody goes into the interview knowing that it's most likely going to suck and it's most likely not going to work out, but everybody can be polite and nice and kind to each other and have a good time, you're actually far more likely to just let it go. That's fair. You know? (laughs) Make it lower stakes each time. Yeah. And you just, you get to enjoy the art form of chatting and small talk and answering interview questions and letting them get better at being an interviewer and you getting better at being an interviewee and just, you know, saying, you know, it's not going to work out, but here's what I thought you did great. And I think you'll do wonderfully for another candidate. And here are some tips that, you know, where I thought like I could do better. And, you know, where that question I think didn't really cover the interviewee skills. Like why are you asking if somebody can get out of a blender? That one's done. Nobody wants that anymore. Here, here's the part that I'm now concerned about, which is that what if this scheme were to be implemented, and then after a certain period, let's say maybe a year or so, it produces a race of super daters, of people who are so good at dating that they ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> this is the most Johnson concern. <laughs> I love that Besha's immediate response is like, that is not an issue. <laughs> well, but, I mean, right, like, if, if, if we assume that, that, that this would hone one's skills, then, right, like, there has to become sort of an omega point toward which we progress that produces a sort of dating singularity that, it, it, I, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, the- I'm extrapolating here. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think raising the bar is, you know, like we are, we are like there's a, a low water mark and there's a high water mark, but we are not in danger of flooding the city if you get my meaning. Yes, <laughs> we really are not. Fair. <laughs> also, you know, I I think I'm pretty good at dating, and I don't think I've ruined it for anyone else. Eventually, people, hmm. you know, tend to pair up. It's true. Ish. I mean, but 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 I mean, like, suppose that you know you you went out on a date with somebody and you were so good at it that the you know that that person now doesn't want to go out on dates anymore unless they're as good as the one that they had with you. Well, then they need to get better at it themselves. That is not a you problem. That is a them yeah, problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you can't take True. rejection then you need to date more until being rejected is no longer scary to you. Like, that's part of the process, is being able to hear no, and then being able to drop it and move on and... Not have you know, it end your life. ...go the next date being like, okay, that didn't work out. You yep. know, like, if you have problems with being fixated on the person who said no, then you need to date more until you don't. Wisdom. Yeah, Absolutely. That's a service that we're providing with this podcast. Wisdom. (laughs) And take it from two married men. (laughs) And me. (laughs) I'm not sure if being married actually, like, qualifies me or disqualifies me at this point, so... Something works. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Yes, I'm I'm also wondering the same thing. All right, well, we should perhaps... let's, Let's move on to the next John idea. 
Okay, <laughs> next John idea. The Social App Anti-Flakiness Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just saw and I loved. I'm gonna because leave. Because who doesn't love Social App Anti-Flakiness Awards? The, right? Okay. So this, right, it stems from a, like, what what this requires is some kind of, like, robot. Uh, I use this in the sense of, like, you know, a, a software robot, a machine. A, it, there is a demon somewhere that, that watches um, your, let's say, your Facebook activity and also where you go in real life, right? So mm-hmm. if you said, hey, I'm going to go to this birthday party on Saturday and mm-hmm. you didn't go, the demon knows that. <laughs> Right. At, at, right, and so the demon knows every time you go to a party, and you say you're going to go and you don't show up. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, the demon also knows when you say you're going to go to something and you do show up. And in that case, the demon rewards you with something. It gets you like a coupon for a free meal somewhere, or it, like you know, or or it removes points off of your driver's license, or like or like something. You know what I mean? Like it gives you a reward. It sends you a Twinkie. You get like, free shipping. <laughs> yes, yes, you get free shipping. <laughs> Especially on things that, sh- that like nobody else can get, right? Or it gives you concert tickets or, or something. Like the, the 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 scale of the rewards, I think, are commensurate to the like the amount of non flakiness that you present. So yes, is there like a matchmaking system where you have to like compete against people for flakiness or non flakiness? Or like, how, is this is this rating system relative or is oh. it uh, absolute? Oh, uh, am I rated I against it, my own flakiness or normal or, people? Or your your friends' flakiness, etc. I, I think that there is a there is a, a measure of absolute flakiness that can be established, right? Because it's a, it's a one zero thing, right? Like I said, I would go and I didn't. Okay. Right. So, like, uh, however many of those, like, I think it's a percentage, right? Of like the the percentage of events that you said you would attend that you didn't, or that you did, and so, um, so yeah, I I don't know that there are there. I think leaderboards would be interesting, but not necessary to the functioning of the demon. Well, I'm just wondering if there's actually a a scoring system by which, you know, you you basically like you you have to compete for stability and following through against a, a system a, a group of your peers um, <laughs> I have, I've been playing competitive Overwatch and there is this thing called the ELO system and the ELO oh. system basically determines like if you play against these other people how likely are you to win or lose like given a, given the set of constraints are you likely to actually like win the game or and if you do then you get more points relative uh, to the your likelihood Right. And if you lose, then it actually like you know downgrades you relative to the likelihood. And so, statistically speaking, like you are only given pe- you are only given tasks, and you are only judged on tasks which you are reasonably expected to complete. Oh, fascinating. Yes, which is interesting because like it gets harder the more you go up, and then you start losing games, and it starts lowering your rating and starts ranking you against other people who are more likely to uh, to lose against you. I think that in this case it you hmm I think that the demon only wants to rate you based on yourself. Okay. That's yeah. my guess. That's my guess. Although, I mean, I think it would be interesting because it would be able to establish a, a, a metric of some kind, right? Where it's sort of like, oh, John is like a a ten percent flake, or or a five percent flake, right? Right. Like five. Um, where, but 
I think that it would be interesting. It would. It would. What the demon probably does is it puts a little badge next to your name. Mm-hmm. That um, I'm so familiar that, like, with this. Yes. <laughs> Fucking so, <laughs> so that you know, like you, you maybe that way when you when you are like picking the people you want to invite to your event, it's sort of it show like you could kind of have oh. an idea of like who might actually show up to you your know, thing. This is a thing that uh, electronical medical record systems do. You can set them up to track no-show percentage and to offer an estimate of um, how likely a patient is to show up to give an appointment so that you can book accordingly. The problem with this in EMRs is that the patients who tend to flake out a lot also tend to be very high need when they do show up. So if you do something like double book to frequent no-showers, you could end up with like four times as much trouble as if only one of them showed up. But it is a neat feature. Wow. There's a lot to this. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Fascinating. Or as I like to call the EMR, the demon. Now I'm just going to call it that. Thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. You know what? Uh, in in the spirit of you know ideas of wills that I feel like weirdly dovetail, I would love to discuss guilt trip. Ooh. Yes. Would, do you do you uh, do you remember this one, or would you like me to read the notes? I would like you to read the notes because <laughs> guilt trip, a digital display that gives you one thing to do to make the world a better place. If you don't fill it out, it shows you the number of days since you last filled it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pure. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, like you would just watch the days just click up and mm-hmm. up, Ticky and box. up. And like, oh, oh, god! Just the f- I I don't know if I could handle. <laughs> yeah, you can you can guess like what sort of frame of mind I was in when I wrote that one. It's uh, I, I think the biggest problem I've actually had with quarantine is is actually not necessarily even doing stuff, but keeping track of the days since I haven't done stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I just don't remember like when the last time you know like uh, when did I take out the recycling? Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But when you know like when was the last time I went on a run? You know stuff stuff that basically is routine tends to go away and so stuff outside of that that you actually have to think you know this doesn't affect me personally uh, is is even harder and for a while I was trying you know how they have like habit forming things where you like click on a day or you make an entry in a day in a note or something like that and I always mm-hmm. would forget to do those and <laughs> and eventually they just become like vague buzzing sounds in the morning while I brushed my teeth <laughs> I don't. I don't need that. Like I, I offer. I operate off of a very white Protestant guilt metric. Uh, if there's a number and it's very large, then I feel bad about it, and that's how I get things done. Yeah. Is there is there a setting that that allows you to to make the the display forget? Like if you let, 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 let's say you know for, you can set it for however number of days, right? So it's like mm-hmm. if it's been a hundred days, you, like I I want this thing to just wipe its memory, and we can start fresh with some new task. No, that, that no, that's happen. disastrous. <laughs> that, you, I just you don't get a get out of jail free card. Like if you want that, <laughs> you you do the fucking thing. Um, <laughs> I love it. I, you don't, I love don't, it. You don't get to not do the fucking thing because you didn't do it for long enough. 
Um, <laughs> that's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Outstanding. Like, that's basically an invitation to not do the fucking thing because you're like, yeah. if it gets up to 300, then it's as good as It's going to go away. <laughs> yes. How long no, can I ignore right. it? <laughs> I've, I've created a monster. I've created a monster at yeah. that point. You're right. Yeah. You're just holding up a mirror to the monster. It's too far, Tom. <laughs> it is now time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Now, we have been doing that this whole time. So, um, I want to know if anybody has terrible recommendations to give. A terrible recommendation? I, I have one if, if, uh, if we're, we're struggling to, to come up with something. Going to bed after 10 p.m. Ooh. <laughs> That's all I have <laughs> I'm still doing that. Why? I mean, if you want a terrible... Th- if you want a classic, Fernet Blanca is about as good as it gets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some things I really don't miss about the Bay Area. Oh, my God. I Yeah, no, I have not willingly let... I haven't had to drink Fernet. It's been many years. I don't know if that's a function of I just don't hang out in bars with my friends anymore. Like now, these days, I mean, you know, um, obviously, like modulo COVID, right? Mm-hmm. But like even bef- even before the pandemic, I-, I wasn't really doing a whole lot of bar hangs. It was mostly yeah. a lot of like you know dinner parties and game nights where no fucking nobody. Hi. Yeah, and and yeah. nobody goddamn keeps a bottle of Fernet in their house. Who would do that? Monsters. <laughs> I, I only ever drank Fernet to make friends with bartenders. <laughs> Should we give some context here just for people who don't know what Fernet Blanca is? No, let them find out on their own. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, definitely buy some and drink it. You will absolutely oh, never don't. regret having a full bottle of it. What could go wrong? <laughs> And now it's time to let everyone know where we can be found on the internet. For me, this is easy. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and I've got a newsletter you really don't want to miss. You can find links to all that stuff at flavor.country. Go there now. You can find me on Twitter as Besha, B-E-S-H-A. I am Will underscore Sergeant on Twitter. How do we spell Sergeant, though? Oh, S-A-R-G-E-N-T. Excellent. I always forget that. If you haven't already, go ahead and give this show a five-thingy rating in whatever podcatcher you're using to listen. And if you feel like being extra amazing, leave us a nice review. It would help us out a lot. If you've done that already, tell a friend about us the next time someone asks what you've been listening to. Thanks, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I just want compromat. Do-do, do-do.